It's, it's our responsibility to value that thing in us that makes us come alive, no matter what it is. If it's silly, if it's unsilly, yeah. if it's serious. Because then you're set free to offer it as a gift to others. Mm-hmm. Because your ability to enter into a merry life is a gift to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift to everybody that you meet. And it may seem silly or whatever, but gosh, to have people in my life who help me keep a light heart mm-hmm. and who I feel connected with, mm-hmm. that is such a gift. But you first had to value it in order to give it away right. and in order for me to receive it. Mm-hmm. That was Emily Freeman talking about her friend Annie Downs. Sometimes we feel empty, and sometimes it's because we haven't given ourselves permission to be who we are. We think who we are is immature or silly or doesn't count because it's not like other people, and so we can disrespect it and belittle it. And so we don't allow the fulfillment of our wiring. We don't appreciate that we might be made that way on purpose to fit into our spot in the world as a gift to other people. And so then we can end up feeling empty when that's not fulfilled. Welcome to the Hopology Podcast. I'm Gary, dad of Mike Willen, who is the nester and author of the Nesting Place book and blog, and dad of Emily, author of Grace for the Good Girls, A Million Little Ways, and the blog Chatting at the Sky. We're a family of hopers. At Hopology, you'll find hope in the three areas that were most often discouraged, your home, your family, your soul. You can join this journey of hope at Hopology.com. In this episode, God rest ye, Mary Annie Downs. We talk with loud laugher and merrymaker Annie Downs. Her new book is Let's All Be Brave, Living Life with Everything You Have. Annie spreads joy wherever she goes. She's a living, breathing Christmas season. And her journey is like all of us. It's a journey of discovering how God made us and then learning to embrace it. That's where we end up. But we start out, as usual, with nothing. Um, target. Yeah, this is what happens when you give fools microphones, basically. <laughs> right? Let's see. You need to say something. Go ahead and uh, recite I'm some scripture you've memorized. Oh. <laughs> Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, and the will of God, by the uh, Jesus Christ, our brother. Colossians. Okay, did you, I was going to say, did you do Bible quiz? No. Okay, oh, Annie, I, go ahead. Um, I did Bible quiz when I was in uh, eighth grade, and we had to memorize First Corinthians and Second Corinthians because then on Saturdays both you go to books. Yeah, you go you go to the whole books. Yes, both the whole books. You're supposed to. I didn't. I got most of First Corinthians. But so then really? you would go to a um, Bible quiz competition. Of course you would. And there'd be four different teams and you'd have to sit there and they would ask you like, what's the, um, in first Corinthians eight twelve, Paul mentions a, another person. Who does he mention? And you get, if you buzz in and can tell the person, you get a point. If you buzz in and can re- recite the scripture, you get double. Wow. wow. You know, they've updated that game, too. They actually now follow you around after the Bible quiz game and see how it's applied to your and life. see if it actually matters, And they right? begin to deduct points <laughs> big time right. if it actually hasn't had an effect on your life. I believe it. So why are we talking with Annie? Well, our theme for Hopology for December is the word Mary. And we thought of Annie. M-E-R-R-Y. Not as in Mary, did you know that you're yeah. baby boy. That. Yeah, but Mary, M-E-R-R-Y. Aww. Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That Annie has mind. one of my favorite personalities. If I could trade personalities with someone, it would probably oh, be you. sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to bottle that up. I sell it. your personality. <laughs> you would never do that. <laughs> See? See what I mean? She would never do what? Envy someone's personality. Yes, I would. Yes, I do. Yes, I would. I envy someone's ability. I envy people who are able to 
um, stop talking <laughs> when everyone else is ready for them to, not after. <laughs> That's what I envy. <laughs> so your 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 you, your mind your uh, uh, name and personality comes up, Annie. Mm-hmm. When the word Mary came up, there's always something to be merry about. I think it's uh, silly and merry are not the same thing. Yeah, there is always something you can find to pull joy from that you can experience, even if it's sitting in the sunshine and it just feels good. That's great, you know, or going on a walk or calling a friend or baking a new recipe or making a vignette in your home, whatever the thing, the moment is, I think you can always pull joy from that. To me, that is supernatural. Not right. Supernatural, it is. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's super very natural <laughs> for me to like, if I'm going to go somewhere, well, I've, it's also been trial and error, especially with my career of traveling as much as I travel and going to all these random places with people I don't know. It is a high priority for me to go. This is a, the re- one of the reasons I love my job is I get to go to a new place and try- find something fun. So Annie, um, for you who don't know, just wrote a book, came out, Let's All Be Brave. And I've been wanting you to write this book since I met you because you're one of the bravest women I know in oh, real life. Well. And I know that you're like, oh, gracious, roll my eyes. <laughs> but I think that you often say that, you know, someone doesn't necessarily have to like your book, but they don't get to define your brave, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really important. And part of the reason why maybe, and I'm just speculating, you can tell me I'm wrong, that you're able to move into these situations where, I mean, you moved to Scotland, you moved to Nashville, you're a single girl. Like for some people that's terrifying, but you bring merriment with you wherever you go. And so I just wonder like for you in these transitions and in your career where you're kind of always finding yourself in different situations, do you see Brave and Mary going together? I think Brave and Mary can go together. Because when you're willing to be brave in a situation, you are already looking at it with different eyes, right? So if you've already made the decision of I'm going to try something new, you already know you're stepping into hard, right? So if you're going to start a blog and you never have, you already know there's going to be things you don't know, so it can be a little scary. Or if you're going to move to a city you've never moved to, you already know there are things going to be hard, so it's going to be a little scary. So you're using different eyes than your normal day eyes. And I think when that happens, you're, you're, the new glasses are also able to spot fun and merriment and enjoyable things that you didn't see in your rear view, if that makes sense. You look for it. I, I mean, I look for it like on purpose, on purpose, every, honestly, every day. Where do you find it? Went and spoke at a conference in um, Michigan a couple weekends ago and it was at a camp and one of the things I thought was so unique about this camp is everything they offer the kids in the summer, they offer the adult women and men at these conferences. So horseback riding, arts and crafts, tie-dyeing t-shirts, uh, zip lining at night, all these things that like 12-year-olds love, they staff for these women. And so I, and so I wanted to do all of them because I thought, <laughs> yes, this is all fun. I want to do everything. So I couldn't ride horses because it didn't work out with my schedule. But... I did get to do this zip line and this zip line, even though I'm kind of terrified, Emily, this is so fascinating. Brave and Mary. Yes. I'm totally terrified of heights, but I also, but more than I hate heights, I hate missing experiences I may never get again. And so I have no idea if I'll ever go back to this place. And the way they set up this particular zip line, it goes over a lake. And so you go across a lake and the lake is surrounded by trees and it was in October. So all the leaves were changing. And so it was the trees and the reflection of the trees in the lake. Mm. And I just thought, I can't resist that fun. That, that, that's something I'll, I may never see again. Mm. I may never see 
leaves changing and reflecting in the lake from directly over you the lake. You thought that before? That you yes. thought that in, in I think that's one of the ways seeing. we can defeat fear is or, or ignore the fear voices is recognize that a lot of times the things we're afraid of are opportunities that may never come again. And if we walk away from them, you're not only going to miss the merriment and the joy that you would have got from doing them, but you may never cross this bridge again. And, and I mean, we always have to act with wisdom and act with care and not do, you know, I've always wanted to jump out of a plane without a parachute. I should try it. I'll never get a chance again. <laughs> You're right. You won't ever get a chance again. 100% You won't chance. get a chance to do anything again <laughs> if you jump out of a plane without a parachute. But within the, within the confines of godly wisdom and the boundaries that have fallen in pleasant places, um, yeah, I always look to do things that I may never get to do again. Well, and see, you do this in regular life too, like beyond zip lines, you know, like you do this in like your regular Nashville life where you live. Mm -hmm. P.S. Annie is the new Kevin Bacon because (laughs) you know how everybody's supposed to be, how how everyone's related to Kevin Bacon by six degrees, right? Six degrees separation between you and Kevin Bacon. I think I'm related to everyone by two degrees through Annie Downs. (laughs) Like she knows all the people, all the people that there are to know. I visited Annie in Nashville a few weeks ago. Like we're walking around. It's like we go to the coffee shop. Annie, we go down the street. Oh, there's so-and-so sitting on her porch. I mean, it's like Annie's town. It's so fantastic. It's I don't have a real job either. Remember, I get to like, if I'm at home, I'm walking through town. Yeah, but I don't have a real job people. and I don't know people, you know, and I've lived there a longer time than you yeah. live in Nashville. But yeah. I think that's you. That's again, you being intentional about choosing knowing people as a priority getting to know people letting living your life along with people mm-hmm. and that's part of what brings you joy and then what yeah, part that's of right. how it the brings me joy comes so out. it's not a thing i have to do right that's it I, I it really brings me joy to know people like i like i was telling you last night we were sharing a hotel room at this conference and and i said i'm so glad to to have a break from all the people She's so glad. I'm so, she said, I'm so glad I'm not with people right now. I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so glad that people are gone. And I'm like, but, but you know what? I took it as such a compliment. Oh, it, is a com- it would be yeah. a compliment. I was yeah. like, thank you for not thinking I'm a person. Yeah. 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 This are. doesn't feel like being with people. Like, right. And, and it, it's, yeah. it's not that we're unhappy being around people. And I'll tell y'all, it's only probably been in the last like four years that I started recognizing that I prioritize fun. Like I, I actually was at a... I can't remember if it was a church sermon or a conference where someone was saying something like, what matters most to you? You need to decide what matters most to you. And I think they wanted us to say things like, um, Jesus. Yeah. And like people dying of things, right? Like that matters most world peace, all the things that you're supposed to say when you winning a pageant. And I kept thinking like what matters most to me, besides Jesus and world peace, um, Jesus does matter most to me, but what matters most to me as far as what I look for in life is having a good time with people that I care about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what matters most to me. So everything kind of filters through this time that I define for myself. It is okay that the way you are built is to find fun. That is okay. And so it ain't no sin to be glad you're alive. Right. Oh, <laughs> dad. <laughs> uh, but Annie, you're wired that way. See, Yes, sir. I mean, you could not say if someone doesn't see it or feel it the way that you feel, that, oh, that's wrong. You need to be more like Annie. No, I, I wouldn't want that's that. That's a gift that you have or a, a, a part of the Lord's wiring for you. Mm-hmm. And it has an effect on other people because if you're walking through neighborhoods 
and people, hey, 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 and you know everyone. Obviously, they have responded to how you've been wired, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So people are attracted to that kind of thing, right? They're attracted to some amount of people to joy. That. They're attracted to merriment mm-hmm. because we want to be able to have that in all the struggles that we have and the right. troubles that we have, right? And so when we see someone who can do that, oh, you must not have any problems. No, it's just like, <laughs> I want what you have. I listened to a podcast recently, and the pastor said, poor people are actually luckier than rich people because poor people think if they get rich, they have it all. Rich people know that they got rich and don't have it all. <laughs> and th- there's a great co- quote from Jim Carrey, it, and he says, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and everything they ever dreamed of so that they could see that's not the answer. Well okay. done, Jim Carrey. Right? Isn't that great from Jim Carrey? Huh. And so it just, and so I think part of, so for me, it's fun. For other people, it's other things. But for me, I just think this is a long haul, this marathon of life. And so I'm not shooting to go all the way. You know, success and fun and joy isn't going to be found in being the best on the planet ever, I don't think. I think instead I want to be faithful every day. I want to be normal every day. I want to live my life every day and find fun and people that I love in my every day because that's how I'm going to be able to do this for another 50 years. I think we, I, I, and a lot of this for me, probably this is true for y'all even more than me because you're wiser, but it, it's been a lot of trial and error of feeling like, why do I feel like I'm like spent beyond how we are supposed to feel? I feel like I'm an empty person. And, and when I get there, I realize that what I don't have, what I'm not feeling and what I'm not experiencing are my people and fun for me. And mm. so for other people, I mean, what would that be for you, Michael? And is it the same thing? When you feel the most empty, what is it you're lacking? Time to create things mm. and to recognize it, like Annie said, like to give yourself permission to recognize it mm-hmm. and then let yourself do it. Emily, what? So what would your answer be to that? When you're feeling Mm -hmm. empty, what is it that you realize, oh? Um, Margin. Um, Time by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Time by by myself, but not just an empty time, intentional time of thinking about things. Sometimes I feel like I can't quite be fully present in the day or in whatever it is I'm trying to do if I haven't thought about it first. That sounds so dumb. No. And weird. But like... But sort of like considering, like, Dad, you used to say that when you used to walk your dog, you would set the calendar for the click, day. Click, mm-hmm. click. I never Today forgot that is, either. This is, and, the, and I would say the date, and I'd know when it was, and, and I'd picture the weeks leading up to now. So you would be and like, the, this is October, blah, blah, and in my head, say the sort date of, in your head. Sort of. When you were walking yeah. the dog? Yeah. Like today, like set the day. It yeah. sets the calendar for the day. Michael, I think it's neat, interesting what you said about our need to give permission to ourselves because I think that maybe for a long time what I didn't do is give myself to permission to prioritize being Mary because mm-hmm. I thought it was immature I thought it was silly because there's all sorts of mm-hmm. because I didn't recognize the unique gifted yeah. stuff of that I just thought I'm, I'm just sillier than most people and when in, when the more that the I've grown and given myself permission to go actually it is okay that I'm fueled by fun that is okay. We all have to do that mm-hmm. in whatever our thing is. Yeah, that's right. And so to pay attention to it and then to make, uh, make it like it's a serious thing, which it is, because it's like a gift to other people. It is. And it's like it's, it's our responsibility to value that thing in us that makes us come alive, no matter what it is, if it's silly, if it's unsilly, yeah. if it's serious, because then you're set free to offer it as a gift to others mm-hmm. because your ability to enter into a merry life 
is a gift to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a gift to everybody that you meet. And it may seem silly or whatever, but gosh, to have people in my life who help me keep a light heart mm-hmm. and who I feel connected with, mm-hmm. that is such a gift. But you first had to value it in order to give it away right. and in order for me to receive it. Mm-hmm. That phrase, like Merry Christmas, how does that fit, or does it, with Jesus coming to the earth and he's not going to come like the king that he is. He's going to come like all human beings come to the earth. He's going to come as a baby and he's going to live in poverty his whole life and he's going to be rejected and then he's going to die in a horrible way accused of every bad thing that we've all ever done. Um, how do you, Where do we get Mary out of that? Isn't it interesting that we that 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 event is then put into Merry Christmas, and we don't have a problem with that. We don't see a disconnect with that. Mm-hmm. So that must be good news. Then, how is that? Where would Mary come from? That well, it's not. You just answered your own question. Maybe because it's Emmanuel, God with us, that He came down to us, even in the midst of all the things, and it doesn't look like we think it has to look. If the, yeah, if the biggest problem ever is this disconnect of people from how they're, the, creator, the creator you're supposed to be connected with, if the biggest problem is being disconnected from that, and that's going to be the root of everything that goes wrong in every relationship you ever have or how you live, if that's the problem, and if this season is the beginning of the solution to that, and that it's not only a solution, but it's also actually really personal, where your soul can be loved in the way that your soul was created to be loved. And we know all the problems it caused when we don't let our soul be loved the way it was created to be loved. We always try to find these false substitutes. So now that can be fulfilled because of this event that is happening. That would be, bring merry, that could bring merriment. The fact that it's that Christmas is God with us and that his withness is what we celebrate that he came down to us in a way that none of us ever would have expected. Mm -hmm. And even how, even when we talk about Annie, just in a really practical way, like our relationships that you're not marrying a vacuum by yourself. There's a relational aspect to the merriness. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas is that Christ came down to be with us Mm -hmm. and that there, that's a merry event and it can continue to be merry because he now lives within us. One of the sad things to me about the Bible, it's not really a sad thing. I love the, that. Let's open yeah. everything with that. <laughs> one of the sad <laughs> things about the Bible is that there wasn't, there isn't someone with my personality who wrote anything. So um, I don't know if that's, that's probably not. Wow, you thought of that. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Well, because we, there is nowhere in the Bible where anyone talks about Jesus being funny or Jesus yeah, being I know, silly. I There's a famous uh, to, d- painting someone's done of Jesus laughing. Uh, I saw it a long time ago. Right. We don't picture that, do we? We don't picture that. We, and, and part of it may be, I mean, maybe Luke was funnier than we think. But part of it is that is that they only have a certain amount of space to get across the important yeah. topic. When we're prioritizing things, Jesus making a crowd laugh versus Jesus healing healing a sick person, we should probably retell the story of Jesus yeah, healing a sick yeah, person. Yeah. But a priority to me when I get to heaven, I have this flawed theology that we'll be <laughs> able to watch a video of anything from the Bible that we want to see. Like yeah. we'll be able to oh, re You think it'll be on video? <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be like a screening room where we can I like dial up video. like, I've always wanted to see Noah's Ark and it's like, and you like watch it and you're like, I think it's going to be more like a hologram. Maybe. But I'm like, all of a sudden we're going to see the Ark and it's going to be dark wood instead of light wood. And we're like, oh my gosh, it was dark wood. 
<laughs> you know, like I think that kind of stuff's going to happen. I thought it was gopher wood. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and so uh, I just think there'll be stories we can watch of Jesus being because everyone wanted to be around him. Yeah. So right. he, so there, there was, was something, something about he, have, he wasn't no Debbie Downer, right? He couldn't right. have been. No one would have wanted to he hang out with him. He was saying things that kept people entertained yeah. enough that they kept coming back. And so I think there was. I like to think if we're all made in the image of God, the people like um, John Piper are made in the image of God, and Annie Downs are made in the image of God. <laughs> yeah, I right? like to think that too. <laughs> right? You know, like <laughs> Let's hope so. we're all ma- if we're all made in the image of God, then we all are reflected in Christ as well. And so there is a side of him that, uh, that we haven't seen yet. There's lots of sides that we haven't huh. seen yet, Alpha Omega, but there's a side of him. Yes, we have seen it. We see it in you, Annie. That's right. There you go. There you go. There and another, you're yeah, walking another around people. on God's creation as, sure. as uh, created in his image. Sure. So you're, that's, you're needed. There is a scene that I think is funny. Yeah. I think it's meant to be funny. Oh, what? Jesus is up on the mountain. I think it's the Mount of Transfiguration, right? All this awesome stuff happens and Peter and John are with him and Peter... Uh, gets all nervous and says, oh, we'll build a house for you. Yeah. It's like he doesn't know what to say, but he's always talking, you know. So yeah. it just comes out, you know. So you get this awesome moment that, that have been has been revealed. His deity has been revealed on the earth to his closest disciples. And he tells them, I think, not to talk about it, you know. So you got this awesome moment. Then it says they go down from the mountain, down back into the valley. They immediately come across the exact opposite kind of scene. And it's where uh, I think it's a dad and his kid are uh, the kid. The child is uh, thrashing around. He's he's got some you know he's got a bad thing in him. You know, you'd have to read it to see if you can see it the same way that I think I've seen it. Uh-huh. I picture Jesus. He, Jesus says something, but I picture him saying it like this. So, how long's he been like this? Yeah, <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. How long has he been like this? Because <laughs> it's not freaking right. him out. Right. He knows what's going <laughs> right. to happen. Right. This is not scary to him. Yeah. So, oh, how long has he been like this? You've probably, been, you've probably not been comfortable for a while, yeah. have you? <laughs> I think that's a funny, somewhat of a, yeah. uh, but maybe not. I t- no, I see. Theologian I think, might argue. Yeah, well. <laughs> Jesus never laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing was funny. He was just saving. <laughs> he was a man of constant sorrow. Yeah. Which is true. But for a, for, a, for a man of constant sorrow, that was because of the business he was up to. That couldn't have been because of the nature of God because humor is a huge deal to human beings, mm-hmm. and we're created in his image. What if Charles Dickens knew what we don't? What if it's Mary Christ? Yes. More. <laughs> Spanish. Yes, more. Yeah. Mary, Mary Christ, Christ more. more. Mary Christ Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that all Love December. In any language. Oh, right. I, you know what? I can do that in sign language. Stop it. Yes. That's not going to work on a podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I can do it in sign language, too. Oh, yeah. You we can. should do it. Sandy Patty taught me when I was in fifth grade. And by me, I mean a, an arena, arena full of people. Was that before or after the Bible quiz? Oh, the Bible quiz wasn't until eighth grade. Go first, Methodist Marietta. We're going to stop. That's a wrap. To connect with the Hopeologists and become one yourself and find hope and encouragement for your home, your family, your soul, visit Hopeology.com or write to us at Hopeology at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 